welcome to Good Feels. I'm Phoebe and every single week I'll be dropping three brand new episodes and basically this podcast is just here to serve as a timely reminder for us all that there is so much good in this world. To kick things off, we're talking about something I am very, very passionate about and that is pet adoption. You know that saying money can't buy happiness? Well, I honestly reckon whoever said that has never owned a pet before. A couple of months ago, I adopted a little dog of my own, and even though she was the biggest impulse decision I ever made, she's honestly the best thing that's ever happened to me. But I'm not the only one who has that opinion, because a whole bunch of celebs we know and love, like Zac Efron, Ariana Grande... I have seven dogs. You have eight? I lost count a long time ago. ...and most recently, Chris Evans, have also found forever homes for little rescue dogs. How long did you have Dodger the dog before you decided to get his name on your chest? Not long. I mean, that's that's probably one of the purest relationships I have. Yeah, so that's really true. You it didn't take much convincing. I'll never regret that tattoo. Was there any talk that Dodger might get your name tattooed on his chest? Oh, I already did it. He had you no did. choice. <laughs> now, you might think a tattoo of your dog's name somewhere on your body is a bit extreme, but for anybody who's actually had a pet, you know that a pet is so much more than just an animal who lives in your home. They are part of your family and they're so much a part of your life and who you are. So I'd be lying if I said I hadn't thought about and even inquired about getting a tattoo with a little T for Twinkie on my finger. But for now, I've taken something a little bit less permanent and I wear a bracelet that says Twinkie around my wrist. I have a lot of friends who have human babies and they wear their bracelets with their babies' names on them, but I wear mine that says Twinkie. You know who else understands the joy of pet adoption firsthand is Australian comedian Mel Buttle. When she's not on stage telling jokes, she's home chilling with her rescue dog, Ruby. She's also a proud ambassador for the RSPCA. I got my dog for the RSPCA. She was $50. That's a good price. The lesson in that, always haggle with a charity. They will go lower. <laughs> so tell me, have you always been an animal lover and did you grow up with lots of pets? I was actually quite afraid of dogs until really late in life which I know is weird. I'm also, this is going to blow you away, I'm also allergic to dogs. No. Um, yeah, so I, look, I always, like, loved them from afar. And then I was like, I, I just have to have one. You know, my lifestyle, I could have a dog. Why don't I go and get one? I'm a big girl now. And so I went and got a, a beautiful dog called Ruby from the RSPCA. Yes. Now tell me about your decision to adopt Ruby and how that all came about. Um. So at the time... My partner was volunteering at the RSPCA and she fell in love with this dog called Ruby that she thought was the best dog in the whole of the RSPCA. And Ruby had a bit of a sad tale. She'd been there for a really long time because she's a, a larger dog. She was there for maybe 156 days. Um, and I went in, I met Ruby and I agreed that Ruby was the best dog in the world and no further discussion will be entered into. And then I, I, I adopted her and it was, a, it was on a bit of a whim. I wasn't organised. I didn't have the house set up. I just... I was like, I've got to have her. And so I went and picked her up and yeah, she <laughs> didn't want to get in the car and the staff were like, you know what? She's your dog. You, you have a think how to make her get in the car. And so I had to, so I got some treats and I eventually enticed her into the back seat of the car. And now like, I don't know, I've had it for like 10 years. Uh, yeah, I can't picture life without this stinking lump in my living room. We are joined by Emma from the RSPCA, who is here to tell us a little bit more about animal adoption and animal fostering. I don't want this to sound like a silly question, but what does the RSPCA actually stand for? Uh, the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. 
Yeah. Wow. So I think people usually get the acronym mixed up. They might think P stands for um, prevention or all sorts of different things. Yet, yeah, like we all get confused too sometimes. So it's okay. Wow. It's not a silly question, <laughs> and we don't like spelling it out. It's easy to just say no. RSPCA. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that because everybody knows kind of what the RSPCA yeah. does and what they're about, that you never actually stop to think what it Each actually letter. stands yeah. for. <laughs> so when we think about animal adoption and animal rescue, I think the first thing a lot of us think about is the RSPCA. So can you start by telling me a little bit about how many animals you guys rehome every single year? Yeah, so we're talking tens of thousands right across Australia every year. Um, we have about 100,000 odd every year that come into our care. Um, all sorts of different animals um, that are just looking for a second chance. So we're really the place that they turn to when there's nowhere else to go. And where do you get the animals from originally? Are they like taken away from other people or do you find them on the streets or where do they come from? Lots of different reasons. Um, so sometimes they're surrendered directly to us by their owners if they can't care for them anymore. Um, other times it'll be through our inspectorate if it's part of a welfare case. Um, but we do have, sadly, people pass away and then their pets come to us, those types of situations too. From an outsider, I would have just assumed that they were kind of rescued from, I don't know, maybe being hit by a car or by an owner neglecting them, but I never thought about all of the people who, you know, might pass away or move interstate or internationally and the poor little animals have nowhere to go. Absolutely. And, you know, homelessness as well is another reason why um, pets come to us too. So when their um, owners can't care for them, they come to us. Um, yeah, so there's lots of ways that they come to us. Um, but, yeah, essentially we're here to help them get that second chance. There was one the other year. Um, he was a young pup. He was shot in the face, shot in the leg, um, and he was taken to a vet. Someone had found him, so it was really tragic. Um, the vets helped him out, and then we came along and investigated and helped him with his journey. But he was in RSPCA care for, I think it was 419 days before he got his new family, and his new family absolutely loved him. Um, but he, you know, it was such... Um, it was just heartbreaking seeing what he'd been through. But despite all that, he was just the most magical dog. He put everything in his past behind him and he was just a volunteer foster carer star favourite. So his name's Watson and he's got his own little Instagram and everything oh. with his new family. So it's a really lovely story about how, you know, he's overcome all that. He was in our office for a little while and everyone would laugh because because um, he, ha he had facial injuries, he'd snuffle. Oh. And he was waiting for this special part to come from Europe so that he could have his final surgery. So he's still all snuffly, but it's just part of his quirk now and everyone just calls him Snuffles. Oh. So he's just, yeah, he's left a little imprint on all of us that have cared for him over the years. But we're just so pleased that, you know, post-COVID, this lovely family came in, met him, fell in love and decided that's it, we're adopting him and he's living the best life now. Oh that honestly makes me want to cry. I feel like <laughs> I really well up when I hear stories like that and people who treat animals like that are just the worst kind of people. I also have a little bit of a theory that animals that are adopted, they have really quirky personalities. They do, yeah. Uh, they're all individuals. Yeah. Very, very unique. And I think when you adopt, it's just really special because not only are you changing their life and helping them out, they change you as well. Like you change as a person because of what you're doing to yeah. 
comfort them and help them settle in. And some adoption animals are amazing. They just walk on home like they've always been there and people are like, oh my God, it's already on the couch. It's doing all these funky things. I love it. They're so unique. And so Ruby, it has so many weird little quirks and things that she does that I, I don't see other dogs do. You know, she's afraid of curtains. She's got, a, you know, some negatives. But, um, yeah, she sits up really vertically like a person on the lounge. Like, just at, she just does weird little things. I think I love animals because they're just, they're so loving and they're so loyal. People are great as well. But you can't, no one walks past your car and goes, oh, wow, a 22-year-old. But when you've got Ruby in the car, people are like, oh my God, what is she? She's beautiful. So I've heard a little bit about what you guys do with fur ambassadors. Can you tell me a little bit more about who they are and what they do? Um, so we have a couple of quirky ones. Um, we have Marbles, who was adopted by Ollie during one of our promotions to help find animals' homes. And um, he's a beautiful ginger cat, um, about 10. I think he got adopted at 10 years old. Um, and he travels around with him in his van. So there's oh. like lots of great content of watching him have essentially the best life a cat could have on holiday. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really cool. So also it's never too late to adopt a pet. No, absolutely not. Like um, you can adopt them at any age and they mm-hmm. have so much life in them. So what's the process if someone does want to adopt an animal from the RSPCA? What is that process like? Is it literally as simple as walking into the RSPCA and going home with an animal, like buying a car? You can go into the RSPCA and you can look at all the animals up for adoption at various shelters right across Australia. Um, The best way is to do your research first if you're looking for a pet, uh, working out what types of animals might suit your lifestyle. We always say whatever suits your lifestyle is best. Um, So do your breed research and then jump on the website so it's adoptapet.com.au and you can check out all the animals that are currently waiting for homes Um, they're usually all de-sexed microchipped vaccinated worm and flea treated so all that stuff's done Um, yeah and when you say animals I'm assuming that you're not just talking about cats and dogs like I can't even imagine how many different kinds of animals you guys would have can you tell us about some of the animals that you have Um, lots so as well as cats and dogs you know you've got your puppies your kittens birds we've got small animals so you've got guinea pigs you've got rabbits in the other states outside of Queensland Um, yeah and even in Queensland we rehome reptiles so that's a little bit different um, I do love lizards. I've recently <laughs> started this obsession with lizards. You know, the, the water dragons that yes. you always see sunning themselves on the river walks? Yeah. I take photos of them. I do love them. Yeah. So you can adopt um, reptiles if you've got the right license in Queensland from us. So, yeah. it's Yeah. And then, of course, you've got all your farm animals too. We see lots of pigs and horses, goats, you name it. I'm putting you a little bit on the spot by asking you such a personal question, but how many animals do you have at home and have you all taken them home from the RSPCA? Because I cannot imagine going to work every day with all those animals and then not feeling compelled to take one, two or ten home. Yeah, so I've been at the RSPCA for ten years now and um, didn't take long. So I've now got two cats and two dogs. Yeah, so it's it's a full house, but it is, you, you know, you're faced with them every single day when you go to work and... Um, yeah, your heart breaks for them. Like, I I wish I could take all of them, like a lot of people out there. Um, You just have to do what you can. We know that pets are obviously a huge responsibility. So before you adopt a pet, I think, as you said earlier, it's really important to do your research, know that you can look after them, that you have the finances to look after them, the capacity to walk them, feed them, etc. So fostering is another option that you guys have. And speaking from personal experience, (laughs) I fostered two cats earlier this year and one of them had three legs and it was one of the best decisions 
I ever made, which is then in turn what led me to adopt the dog that I adopted a month after having these cats. So do you guys do foster programs as well for animals? Yeah, right across Australia. We're always looking for um, foster carers of all sorts of different animals. So um, kittens, if they're waiting to get to a certain weight before they need to be desexed and then find their home, we have people that um, foster a whole litter of kittens, sometimes even with their mums as well, which is absolutely adorable, but it's a full-time job. Yes. Um, yeah, we do have lots of different foster carers helping us out, but we always need more. It's really what we have in care at the moment that needs to get out of the shelter and get into a home. And what's the process for fostering an animal and how is that kind of different from the adoption process? Yeah, so when you foster an animal, you're essentially being a volunteer. So um, you can apply online at your local RSPCA, chat to the team if you have any questions. And essentially, um, they just do property checks and things to make sure that um, what home you've got will suit the animals that you're looking to foster. So you can choose the type of animal that you think you'll be able mm -hmm. to look after. And it's just a temporary thing that you can do at home. So it might be for a couple of weeks, it could be for a few months, sometimes it could be longer. It really suits you and I think that's what's great about fostering is it's not this massive long-term commitment. You can pick it up when, when you've got the time and I think a lot of people could probably help out in that space. Yeah, and do you find that a lot of people who foster animals end up then adopting them? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because you just fall so in love with them. How would you give it back? Even when I had these cats that I fostered earlier in the year, I had them for three weeks and I cried for about two hours when I had to give them back. Yeah, it can be heartbreaking giving them back. But I think once you're over that step and you know that you're helping more animals by being able to continually foster or something like that, yeah, I think it makes it all worthwhile. You've got to take that little selfish part of letting go away from yourself and then it's, yeah, then you can get it. That's it. And remembering <laughs> that you are helping them find their forever home. Yes. Yeah, you're part of their journey and that's what's really special about it. Now, I know that adoption might not be for everybody, but if you are considering getting a pet, I cannot recommend adopting highly enough, even if you just look into it. I actually went onto the website straight after I interviewed Emma from RSPCA and found a turtle called Sage that I'm very interested in adopting myself. You heard from Mel Buttle how much she loves her dog, Ruby. You heard about the cat who's living his best life in a van, and that could be you with your new best friend, but you don't just have to take my word for it. Let's finish where we started by coming full circle and I will leave you in the very wise words of Captain America. But there are a few things in the world that make me feel uh, the way I, you know, when a dog you know, licks your face in the morning or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about him, you know, there's, it's so nice walking in the door and just seeing your dog wagging his tail, happy to see you, even if you've only been gone for five minutes, you know, it's amazing.